When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Chris Lambert and on this channel we talk Kanye West and this is a little bit of a solemn video because uh, what we've seen with Donda so far in the chaos surrounding the album, it went from a t type of fun chaos, right? We never know what's going to happen, who's coming in, who's coming out, when's he going to drop it, to now feeling like a lot of the momentum has been lost. Uh, now we're coming up on you know, a, more than a week after the August 5th listening party, more than a week after August 6th when the album was supposed to come out for the third time, dating back to July 24th of 2020, then July 23rd of 2021, and then August 6th, 2021, and just sitting here wondering what's happening. Now it seems like one of Kanye's longest and closest collaborators, Mike Dean, has left the project in frustration. Uh, we thought we were going to get a single and that didn't happen. There've been all these signs of start and stop, start and stop. And it starts to beg the question, is there a little bit of a hesitancy? Is there overthinking going on? Could there be some kind of creative yips or some kind of fear over releasing a record of this length and this magnitude? Just something that's gotten into Kanye's process or psyche that causes him to, in some ways, uh, veer away from the finish line rather than crossing over it. So we're going to go back through his discography and kind of pinpoint when I think this may have started and how it's developed over time and the different forms it's kind of... Uh, the different ways it's kind of manifested. So if you look at the college dropout, you can see that the length was 76 minutes and 13 seconds. A major project. Kanye had a lot to say. It's over what like 20 tracks yeah 21 tracks uh you get to late registration and we're 70 minutes 25 seconds another really long project another one that has all these tracks again tw uh 20 tracks no 19 tracks uh not including the bonuses uh, and then you get to graduation and 51 minutes and these albums came out like boom, boom, boom. Kanye, even in 2004, was telling people he had a trilogy. It was college dropout, late registration, graduation. And they're like, you don't even have one album out. And you already know what your first three albums are called. And then he releases them 2004, 2005, 2007. Just one right after the other, quick succession, and crushes it. Uh, but this is refined, right? Instead of being in that 70-minute range, Kanye cuts it down by 19 minutes 20 minutes uh getting it to 51 23 so under an hour but still fitting in a lot of content having a lot to say going with 13 tracks and then we get to 808s and heartbreak kanye's first minimal album like we call it minimal and we think of it as smaller than the previous three but it's still 51 minutes and 58 seconds the same length of graduation even longer and graduation feels in some ways like a, a fuller album and that's because production wise it is where 808s does really strip back the lyrics it strips back the production uh there's a lot more space on this album which is why we refer to it 
uh, as a as a minimum or minimalist album, but it's still 12 songs like it has a lot going on it feels like a meal when you listen to it right so no issues here and then we move into my beautiful dark twisted fantasy 68 minutes we're getting back up to that like more than an hour length and kanye is coming back from exile right uh it's post taylor swift debacle post the industry blackballing him his musical career is on the line with this because either he reminds people of who he is and what he can do and everyone welcomes him back or he is just snubbed by the industry by the public and has to go on to something else because it seems like nobody wants to hear his music anymore and of course he's successful you know it wins all these awards it continues to win awards uh the album's fantastic start to finish huge success so no issues here and it did take a while it was recorded over the course of almost um well a year he started tinkering with some stuff at the end of 2009 right uh in the aftermath of everything with taylor swift but a lot of the album in earnest starts in that first half of 20 or 2010 and then production continues all the way till november but for a lot of those months he's releasing the good friday tracks so we know that he's completing songs polishing them releasing them once a week which was a wild experience and kind of unheard of at that point and in some ways like did a lot to usher in the streaming era of things not to say that kanye created the streaming era but just he was ahead of the curve when it came to making things downloadable getting them away from the physical format so no issues there right then yeezus comes around and you can see that yeezus is a dramatic dip in runtime 40 minutes uh, where the shortest album previously was 51. So this is way smaller. But we do know that Kanye had three hours of material <laughs> that he ended up giving to uh, Rick Rubin, and Rick Rubin cut a ton. Uh, people always talk about how Rick was the one going in and editing out, but he's talked about how Kanye was the one that told him, only take out, don't put anything in, like just take stuff out. Uh, and you can see in this description that... Uh, Kanye played the album in full. Uh, so where was it? Yeah, here. Um, bum, 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 bum. In May 2013, Def Jam executives listened to the final product, only later to be changed, describing the album as dark. Uh, w writer Christopher Bagley reports that West's creative process often bordered on perfectionist. In March 2013, West described the album to Bagley as near completion, only to revise the statement one month later to the album being only 30% complete. <laughs> Sound familiar? Uh, West made several last-minute alterations to Yeezus, enlisting the co-founder of Def Jam Recordings, Rick Rubin, as an executive producer for additional recording mere days before its release. Changes included re-recording whole songs and rewriting entire verses. The rough cut West played Rubin ran nearly three and a half hours long. West's orders to Rubin were to take the music in a stripped down minimal direction after removing elements already recorded. In a 2013 uh, interview with radio DJ Zane Lowe, West said Rubin that he's not a producer, he's a re reducer. And then more details. So for several days in May and early June, West and a rotating group of intimates, collaborators and hangers on hold up uh, at Ruben Shangri-La studio in Malibu in service of completing the record. Also sounds familiar, right? Picks a location, holds, holds up there, has a ton of people coming through to participate in the creation process and just works incessantly on it, right? 
Ruben thought it impossible to meet the deadline, and all involved ended up working long hours with no days off in order to complete the record. And he's doing this May and early June when the album came out June 18th. Uh, West had intended the album to be 16 tracks until Ruben suggested cutting it down to fewer, uh, saying others could be reserved for a follow-up. Ruben gave as example, bound, etc., etc. Two days before the album had to be delivered to the label, West wrote and sang the lyrics to two songs while also recording the vocals to three others in just two hours. Yeah, it was something where Kanye needed to catch a flight and they're like, you, you have a ton of work to do. And he's just like, sit back, watch and did all this work and then bounced for his flights and left them to kind of complete the album and turn it in. But there's a lot of familiar things. And you might point out, you know, we know that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kanye was in Hawaii and had a ton of people coming around in Hawaii, but it felt much less frantic when you read the description. He was there for months, they're recording things and it was intense, but it wasn't like up to the deadline kind of thing where he's just like switching 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 doesn't know what he wants doesn't know what he wants is putting it together is putting it together it feels like there's a different level of energy to yeezus than my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which kind of comes through on yeezus right but we see that the album really does get reduced uh to a much smaller project which in some part is due to rick rubin but then it is a long time before The Life of Pablo comes out. This is the longest gap between solo Kanye albums because you have the like the two-year gap between late registration and graduation, right? And then it's one year between graduation and 808s. It's two years between those albums. And then I guess it's three years uh, or two and a half between Yeezus and then The Life of Pablo is nearly three years later. And Kanye initially announced Life of Pablo in something like September, October, November of 2013, saying it was going to come out early 2014. They already had some of the extra songs from Yeezus, and it seemed like, you know, not that hard to put together. They had been making, they had been on a run, right? Because even though there was a three-year gap between, or two and a half between My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Yeezus, Kanye worked on Watch the Throne, released in 2011, and Cruel Summer, released in 2012. So the album might have come sooner if it wasn't for working on those projects. So The Life of Pablo, you know, announces it for early 2014, and then we don't get it for two years <laughs> Two years it takes after that. And in that time, he completed like a whole album with So Help Me God and then scrapped it and then went back to the beginning and started putting all these songs together again. And it felt like he was uncertain about in some ways what direction or how to complete this album. When you do all the work that you did for So Help Me God, and then trash so much of it. And I love The Life of Pablo. Uh, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Yeezus, and The Life of Pablo are my favorite three-album run in Kanye's discography. And I often say Yeezus and The Life of Pablo are my like top two Kanye albums. Um, but you could feel like a sense of hecticness <laughs> around this album as you had these long stretches of hearing about songs being made, then those songs being scrapped. And then at the end of 2015, he really starts ramping up conversation about the album. He starts putting out songs around it. And we get all of these name changes, right? It goes from So Help Me God to uh, Swish to Waves, 
finally to the life of Pablo. We're seeing people running in and out of the studio. We're seeing the notepad. Kanye's tweeting a ton. The track list is changing every other minute as he's just posting like photo of a track list, then a change track list, then an updated track list. And then we get the listening party and we think the album's gonna drop that day and it doesn't. And then he announces it's out when he's at Saturday Night Live and it isn't. A few more hours pass and then it is. But even when it does come out, Kanye then spends five months <laughs> working on it. So he made all these changes, which is cool, right? This is one of the things that people point out as one of the really neat aspects of the life of Pablo was that it wasn't finished, that Kanye continued to refine it over time, like doing mini updates here and there and having a large update on Mar March 30th where 12 tracks got updates. And then even uh, in June, adding St. Pablo, right? Finally on June 14th, uh, which is five months to the day after the album came out, he adds St. Pablo, which is amazing, right? Imagine the life of Pablo listening to it now without St. Pablo existing, it ending with Fade. Uh, Wolves also had a huge change where he added back in Sia and uh, Vic Mensa's... Is it Vic Mensa? Yeah, Vic Mensa and Sia's portions. So think about that in context. Kanye spent two years trying to put together... Uh, so help me God. He spent all of 2014 and all of 2015 essentially trying to put together So Help Me God, then scrapped it, and then did a clamor over six months to put together The Life of Pablo. And, you know, Kanye's not... He's somebody that thrives under creative pressure, who thrives under deadlines, and he still manages to put together something, like, masterful, uh, even in a short period of time. You know, 808s was made in three weeks, right? It's that kind of thing. He can still be cohesive. He can still be deep. He can still be emotional and meaningful given a short runway for the album. So it's not to say that, oh, he took less time on this, uh, like, or was quicker in putting together Life of Pablo because all the work in So Help Me God definitely in, uh, was crucial to putting together the Life of Pablo, knowing what he wanted to say, what he didn't want to say any longer. Uh, so it's not like that work was wasted, but you just see how much time he put into one album to scrap it, to put something else together, and then almost release just a 10-track version of the album or like a 12-track version of the album and then blew it up to 20 songs. Uh, so, <laughs> And then still wasn't finished, continued to tweak it over a span of five months. So you see the process really starting to fall apart in some ways. I think that might be a, a harsh way to describe it, but the process starts to become less refined on the life of Pablo. And we do know, and maybe it's unfair to bring this into the conversation, but we do know that later in that year, Kanye has like arguably the worst manic episode of his life, ends up in the hospital. At least it's the only one we know of where he ended up hospitalized, right? Making headlines. He spends 2017 out of the public eye. We know he was working on TurboGrafx-16, but ends up scrapping TurboGrafx-16. Uh, so he spends 2017 away. Uh, he comes back in 2018, and he talks about not feeling like himself, that he had to kind of get his energy and groove back, which is one of the reasons he put the red hat on, because there was something about that bravado that made him feel like him again. And he starts putting together a new album, and the new album seems like it is going to be something like in the realm of an album. Uh, this was Love Everybody, Love Everyone. I always forget. <laughs> I always uh, confuse whether it was Everybody or Everyone. 
love. Love Everyone. Okay, that's what it was. Uh, so he puts together this whole Love Everyone album and then scraps that last minute. And then in three weeks, starts putting together Yay. And all these songs that he had, he recycles a couple, but we end up getting Yay, which I love Yay. I think Yay is an amazing album. I think it's an underrated album. But this is the first one after we saw the struggle that Kanye had trying to put together uh, So Help Me God and then The Life of Pablo, right? Where the process for putting together a full-length album really started to get out of hand, to fall apart. And here he just kind of goes with this micro project, which is in some ways recapturing some of the energy from Yeezus, just very minimal, <laughs> cutting things down, and it comes out to 23 minutes, the shortest album to date of Kanye's career. And he had told us that he was just making seven song projects, right? He's going to make these seven song albums. We get Daytona. Daytona is only 20 some minutes, seven songs. And it feels like something cool, right? Okay, so this is just a project Kanye wants to do. He's going to put out Daytona. He's going to put out Ye. He's going to put out Kids See Ghosts, Nazir, and keep that same energy. Cool. This should be the end of the seven-track experiment, right? But I do wonder in hindsight now if it wasn't just for fun to do seven tracks and have it be so short, but if it was something more of Kanye getting back to music, uh, trying to find himself again in the aftermath of 2016 and 2017, and even saying on Twitter he had to try to find himself again and rediscover you know, his bravery, his bravado, uh, calling back to those My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy lyrics. And if there's something in that to where he still felt that same hesitancy, mosquito, <laughs> he still felt that same hesitancy uh, around music. So in order to... I'll get it later. In order to get back to music, the same way he had to put on the red hat, he had to do this shorter album because it was just kind of dipping the toe back in, right? And then he does the same thing with Kids See Ghost. And we know that while he worked on Ye for essentially three weeks after throwing away Love Everyone, he worked on Kids See Ghost for a lot longer. Uh, they started putting it together, as it says, December of 2016. Cuddy and Kanye went out to Japan in 2017, uh, meeting with... Um, Takashi Murakami and getting some ideas for the album cover and kind of the concepts. So this was something they were putting together for a minute uh, and still only came out to seven tracks. And it was something that was very cathartic for both Kanye and Cuddy, but it felt like in that same vein and in hindsight, maybe it was a project that he's just trying to get his footing. He does this and puts it together. He wants to do something similar with Ye. And after getting these under his belt, he starts trying to put together Yandi except that ends up going south, right? It's like he's inspired by the energy from Ye and Kidsy Ghost, feels the the hype and starts to put together a full-length album. And people were saying that kind of the Saturday Night Live version of Yandi that we have or some of the other finalized versions of Yandi that we have, the album is coming out to about 40 minutes, 50 minutes, somewhere in that arena. Uh, and who knows what would have made the final cut. Like Kanye could have 
cut it down to something just like 20 minutes the way that he did with everyone else or everything else but it's what he did with Jesus as king and I start to wonder knowing what we know now about Yandi knowing what we know now about Donda if there was something with Kanye starting to put together the full-length project right another 40 to 60 minute album uh, that's going to have all these songs that are three to five minutes and not just be something that's shorter and quicker and more compact that he starts to reach a point in the process where the process like we saw with the life of Pablo begins to break down and begins to feel overwhelming. So then he retreats from Yandi, goes into Sunday service and spends all this time with Sunday service, just getting back to music in that capacity and feeling a much more calm relationship with music than what he was feeling in 2018. Uh, so then that gives him a lot of the spirit and the energy to put together Jesus as King. But as we saw with Jesus as King, there were a lot more potential songs for the album uh, at other points in times. And he ended up even at the Jesus King listening parties or Jesus King experience. There were songs that people heard that ended up not making the album. Uh, and you wonder you know, what was going on in that process as well? Because it seemed like Kanye was poised to have these listening parties and then drop the album and then just didn't. And it was a month later that he actually ended up giving Consequence the approval for final mix and mastering. So Kanye at a certain point with this project stepped away and let Consequence put the rest of it together. And Consequence was the one that was updating us, that was uploading it and <laughs> eventually put it out. And at the time, it's just like, oh, that's cool, a consequence. But again, starting to think about it in this way that ever since the life of Pablo, it feels like maybe as Kanye approaches the finish line for an album, there starts to become some kind of hesitancy. And especially when it is a larger project, he starts to step away from it. And it feels like maybe Jesus is King was another one that started to feel a little overwhelming and he condensed it down to something that felt less overwhelming then stepped away from it and consequence took over so then 2020 comes around and kanye announces that he is going to release donda and he gives himself just like a couple weeks and we knew he had been working on music like he had put together wash us in the blood we heard in march of 2020 that kanye was in mexico starting to record that people were meeting up with him Pusha t was present so it seemed like something was in the works and we know that he had put together an album called god's country uh arthur jaffa was the one that initially talked about it like his forthcoming album god's country then we got wash us in the blood and again, we're starting to ramp up to an album. There's music, there's talk of an album. We get West Day Ever. And then suddenly Kanye backs off of that album. And then re uh, he comes back, he returns with Donda. And we're seeing these track lists that are like big, right? We're talking 12 songs, 15 songs, 20 songs, 25 songs. Like it's getting up there. And then it's just like, oh, it's coming out in a week. And we're all excited and then nothing it doesn't come out you remember and we're left waiting any kind of update anything anything we see him working in atlanta we see he's put together movies and just nothing we hear he records a music video with little baby for hurricane nothing 
and we go most of 2020 the rest of 2020 without any updates of the album we go the first half of 2021 without any updates on the album and now here again we see the same kind of thing start to happen kanye thinks he has a project finished starts playing it for people starts doing listening parties and then it seems like the album isn't finished what happened with yeezus right he plays what is a final uh product for people and then says no it's not finished we got to get back to it but instead of going through that yeezus like process and hitting the finish line <laughs> uh which you know maybe rick rubin was very instrumental in that process uh we're seeing more of that life of pablo uh that life of pablo process uh reveal itself or come to the forefront and things just starting to lose their cohesion when it comes to finishing up the album in the way that kanye used to uh getting it across the finish line and so we get the first listening party and then no album release then we get the second listening party and it's like kanye's building up this energy recreating processes that he's done before but every time it comes to the point of releasing the album he just backs off like no not finished not finished not finished and it's another project that was going to be like the second listening party the first one was like 50 minutes and the second one was an hour and 20 minutes so there's a ton of content this would be kanye's longest album since 2016 with the life of pablo he has not put out an album over 30 minutes in five years right which you just have to start to wonder <laughs> what's going on especially when we keep starting and stopping with all of these projects and then you start getting these uh like projects condensing like yandi did to jesus is king and now it leaves you wondering you know what's going to happen with donda is it going to be something where once again he just kind of steps away with it or from it uh going that so help me god into life of pablo routes or is it going to be something more like yandi into jesus is king where we heard the full version and for some reason completing that full version is too cumbersome and kanye is going to reduce it down to something that's just 20 to 30 minutes that feels much more uh like <sighs> possible is not the right word but maybe it is it just feels like something that is probable for him to put together where the larger project can just start to feel overwhelming i don't know where this could be coming from and i don't even know if it's accurate right I, hopefully i made that clear in the beginning that this is speculation but as i'm looking back through kanye's discography as i've been so immersed in this process I just feel like I'm starting to see this pattern emerge and I hope I'm wrong about it. You know, it'd be great <laughs> if the album just comes out this week and it's amazing, like life-changing, a top three Kanye album of all time. We all love it and we're just laughing about the last three weeks <laughs> and how chaotic they were and we can just look back on it fondly the same way that we do the life of pablo but knowing <laughs> what we saw at the life of pablo and it seems like the issues that kanye has had putting together an album of that size once again over the last five years it does make me wonder if this is indicative of some kind of hurdle when it's coming to putting together music and I don't know why that would be, 
it doesn't feel like a problem Kanye should have. But I just think back to sports and when athletes get the yips, right? You think to Chuck Knobloch, if any of you are familiar with him. He was a, a popular player for the Minnesota Twins, then joined the New York Yankees. And at one point, from second base, the closest base to first base, he would field a ball and couldn't throw it to first base. He just got into his head something with the throw, and he'd just throw it into the stands. And if he had time, like it was just a ball hit right to him, he had more than enough time just to field it and throw, he'd mess up the throw. But when it was a quick boom, boom play, right, he had to hurry, he couldn't think about it, he'd just field the ball and make a perfect throw. And he had to see sports psychiatrists. It kind of wrecked his career in some ways. And I don't think that's going to happen with Kanye. Clearly, uh, his career is just continuing to do very well when it comes to like merch and fashion. But even talking about fashion, you think about the Yeezy Gap rollouts. And the rumor was, uh, and again, this is a rumor, that in June, the whole line was supposed to come out right? Uh, Gap had been telling people it's going to come out by the end of the first half of 2021. Uh, they got really excited with the call. And from what the rumor that I think it was TMZ uh, put out, uh, they said that Kanye last minute decided he just wanted to release the jackets. So they had this whole line that they've been working on. We know that Kanye had brought the line to people. He had been photographing it in Atlanta, uh, at the end of 2020, we saw him bring it to Belgium, I think, to show it off to Axel Vervoets and maybe someone else. And he was like, you saw all the clothes on the ground. And yet at the end of the day, it's just the jacket, right? It's not the whole line. It's just the jacket. And now here we are two months later, and we've seen the same version of that jacket, except blue, black, and red. What else, you know? And Gap has expressed patience, like, oh, we'll, you know, let Kanye work at his own pace. We support Kanye. There's more to come. But we have no idea when Kanye is going to feel the rest of it is ready. We haven't seen a Yeezy season in a long time, you know, and it feels like a lot of the stuff that Kanye was doing in Wyoming, all of that was put on hold. It's actually been a minute since we've seen Kanye in Wyoming as well. Uh, so I'm wondering if this is even stretching beyond music and into fashion. We know that Kanye on West Day Ever announced that there's going to be this animated series. We just did the video that the Netflix documentary that Kuti and uh, Shike were going to put out uh, ended up getting delayed because somebody decided that they didn't want the documentary to come out. It just feels like for so many projects in Kanye's world right now, uh, aside from Yeezy's, Everything is on hold. Everything is start and stop. Everything is like a big idea that then gets reduced to like at least total elimination or just one thing with the Yeezy Gap coat, right? And it just kind of leaves you wondering if there's something going on with the idea of completing a larger project, if maybe there's too much on the table that's overwhelming or there's just some decision fatigue or an indecision <laughs> uh, like tick that has started with the idea of putting something out, of finishing it, is becoming overwhelming in some capacity. Uh, this is all armchair psychology, and I'm sure there's already people that have rage quit this video and think that it's being presumptive and assumptive, and I completely agree. I feel a little weird making it, but at the same time, 
I don't know. <laughs> I think it's worth talking about when we're at, when we're at this point with yet another album uh, and yet another project that it's worth kind of discussing. Uh, is this a pattern of behavior and what's causing this? And is it going to continue or not? You know, that's kind of the major questions I have at this point. And again, maybe the album will drop tomorrow or in the next couple days or next week and just be like, remember that ridiculous video Chris made? <laughs> and yeah, perfect. But at the same time, I wonder, you know? So that's it for this video. Until next time, stay wavy and keep it loopy. Cheers. Cheers.